Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our second hour on a Thursday afternoon. This man has joined us for 20 plus years, primarily on military matters. But when Colonel David Hunt reached out to our guy Harrigan today, he pointed out for four decades Four decades he's been involved in uh, training of SWAT teams, and we thought it would be a perfect time to have him on considering this report from the Justice Department on the awful story involving Uvalde, 21 people dead. The department blamed a cascading failure of leadership, decision-making, tactics, police, and training. The Attorney General himself, Merrick Garland, was there. We bring Colonel Hunt in the conversation on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you, as always, for your time, sir. What stood out to you most in this report from the Justice Department on this just horrible story with 21 people left dead? Yeah, hi, good afternoon. Uh, First, the fact they even did a report. Because the state of Texas has refused to address this, uh, Department of Public Safety in Texas. So the fact that the DOJ, Department of Justice at the federal level, did the investigation is a big deal. The fact that they said that the failures you just mentioned caused the death of kids. Yeah. Uh, so this SWAT business is usually described in two, two separate uh, spheres. One is before Columbine, Colorado, and after Columbine. And up to Columbine, Colorado, it, what, 25, 20 years ago, 22 years ago, mm-hmm. um, terrible incident. <clears throat> two two high school kids went in and killed a bunch of other high school kids in a school. But there has been so much emphasis on SWAT training that the, the non-SWAT police officers were being told to wait for the SWAT team, and, and the SWATs were doing a lot of work. The problem is that these things happen so fast and end so fast. And what everyone saw with Columbine, uh, nationally televised, that it's the change to if there's an active shooter and people are being shot and killed, you go. You don't wait for a command. You, you organize yourselves and you get to the sound of the guns and you stop the killing. In this particular case, it's staggering that over 300 police officers showed up, state, federal, local uh, one set of police officers that are fully dressed in 
armored plating and long guns and handguns from federal SWAT teams. The Border Patrol is called Bortac, Bortac, which had had a great reputation. Uh, ATF, etc., stood outside a classroom while kids were being killed for 77 minutes. That's so that cops didn't cause those kids to die. I mean, they didn't cause this 18-year-old ass to, to go buy guns and kill kids. But they absolutely enabled those kids' deaths by their inactivity. So let me it's jump in. No, let me jump in on that. Because no, um, yeah. you know this a thousand percent better than I. And, and I get that in a smaller town, when you show up to this, there can be a feeling of, I cannot believe this is happening. How dangerous right. is this? This is overwhelming. But you laid it out. Since Columbine, if you sign up for this job, and I'm so glad people do, and I wish they wouldn't face this awful decision because of what this menace did, but how can any of these individuals justify staying outside this school? The only answer I've gotten in talking to guys about this is that – that there was a, a very poor chain of command and people were confused. And I'm, I'm just t- telling you and your audience that that is crap. That's just, that's just not acceptable. Again, these, they, the reason there was some of these agents were there, they had kids in that school. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this is an unlocked door chat. Unlocked. They were looking for keys, et cetera, et cetera. And outside that door were 19 guys with, with all the gear and training you could ever want. And nobody, until Bortak finally, guys, organized after 77 minutes and went and killed the bad guy. And this terrible, terrible person. But in the meantime, there were kids being killed while these, these officers were outside. To an, I'm not even counting the hundreds that showed up on the scene. Well, and, and then what had happened. Let's not forget the hundreds. To run away from Colonel, let's not forget the hundreds, including parents and the videos that we've all seen where the parents are so frustrated that authorities are after holding the parents back who are basically saying, if you're not willing to go in, I'll go in. Absolutely. They, um, and, it, and that's so that the tragedy of, of, children, of anybody dying, but children dying makes it worse, of course. But you've got this other complicating disasters. Of, they ruined the, the crime scene when they cops that went into this classroom. And then we've got wounded, and they don't have medics to t- touch them before. To, to, there was no triage. The people who wounded needed help went on a bus, and they took them wherever to whichever hospital. Mm-hmm. Completely against any kind of policy and this kind of uh, activity. And the people who want to defend this are pointing to, well, it's been tough being a cop, and there's people who want to defund the police. Crap it has nothing to do with what happened in Vivaldi. What happened in Vivaldi is people didn't do their jobs, and kids died. And now we've got a, a, something to stand with which is a DOG report. The other piece of this, Chad, which is really disconcerting, is how divided the town of Vivaldi is um, on giving the parents and these families some solace. Yeah. I mean, there's some real politics being played over this tragedy. It's terrible. Colonel David, on top of, sorry, yeah. sorry about that. Go ahead, sir. No, no. No, and the press has been on top of some of this, but it doesn't make any sense that when people have lost their kids, People aren't getting behind them. Yes. Well, I'm telling you, the politics of this blew up pretty quick. When people started talking immediately about how brave the police were, and then within a day, people went, oh, wait a minute, that's not what happened. 
And since then, the um, state of Texas has not done itself any favors in the way they've not handled this to the point where the Department of Justice had to step in and give an investigation. And what I've read and heard still didn't get at a lot of the details and didn't name some names. The Department of Public Safety in in the state of Texas kind of skated so far. But this is awful. And it, it goes against everything I've ever was taught or taught people when they, when there's, when there are people being shot and killed, you don't wait for chain of command. You don't have to wait for the SWAT. You got to go and do your job. And that wasn't done. Well, you made so many good points in that last answer. I don't even know where to start. It's just <laughs> remind folks, Colonel David Hunt is with us. We're talking about this scathing report from the department of justice on this horrid day when, 18-year-old kills 21 people. It's a 600-page report, 260 interviews, 15,000 documents and videos. It's as comprehensive as it gets. Let me go back to your point on those who were injured, many of them seriously. And your point just right on on what we're just going to – we're not going to do anything to them then – we're just right away going to send them to a hospital when God knows what condition they're going to be in over this period of time. Again, I'm sorry that the, the, the medics and the folks were facing this scenario. Again, I wish they wouldn't face it. But this is a part of what you signed up for, a, 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 an unthinkable scenario, but you now have to do your best as you're getting a person set to go to a hospital, I don't understand that part of the incompetence either. Yeah, it's called, everyone listening knows it, the word triage. Yeah. It's, it's, it, well, I'm, all I'm just telling you, that is that's part of their training. And the, the SWAT teams that actually showed up, and they, the representatives of the federal government, ATF, and Vortac, from Border Patrol to the, to the State Highway Patrol to the marshals to the sheriffs, all understand this. So and the only thing that the only there's nothing good about 77 minutes going by and kids dying, but at least the people outside could have been organized and been prepared. When we when they get people, you know, there's just it's incomprehensible that this kind of thing happened, and that right now we're still having arguments about well, you, you know, people want to bring the gun argument in. You can I'll have that fight with you later. Right now, yes, my fight is with police officers, trained police officers with all the weapons they could ever imagine, all the bullet protection they could ever imagine, and the training, who stood outside a door for 77 minutes, unlocked door while kids are being killed. And that the, their representatives need to be, some people need to go to jail, some people need to be sued, of course, but I mean state, federal, and local authorities have to answer for 21 kids, and I do not understand the politics of what's happening in Vivaldi, where the, the entire town, the hell, the entire state of Texas should be, behind these families and they're not so let me ask you that about about texas and their reluctance on this is this just pure politics of where governor abbott and other folks stand on just policing and guns and staying consistent is is that tied to this reluctance of saying we're gonna we're gonna investigate this as thoroughly as any investigation possible because 21 individuals died. It's 77 minutes. And we're, let's use the cliche, 
we're not going to leave a single stone unturned as opposed to everything you're saying because your words have been echoed by other people. By the way, plenty of people right or center who still don't understand why Texas has been so reluctant to look at this uh, with with a, a lack of vigorous, investigatory, curious, and, and a requirement that if this happens in your state, you're going to do everything to find out what happened then to to try to explain that to the victims' families and if we can learn more to prevent this again moving forward. Of course, we, we want to learn everything we can from this so it doesn't happen again. And the lessons learned get spread throughout the United States. And it, it's, it begins in police academies and in other SWAT training courses, et cetera. Of course. But no, what's happened is people have circ- they circled the wagons immediately and shut down any communications with the families. Um, these, are, uh, these are American citizens. I don't care where they came from. Their kids are in our schools. Yeah. And we didn't protect them, and we, we shift. <laughs> we, to, to imagine a line of police officers in full armor with long guns out leaning against the, the hallway called stacking and listening to gunshots go off in that room, and nothing happened. And the, again, the door's unlocked. Yeah. I mean, they were running around looking for keys. It's impossible. If, if this wasn't so tragic, it would be a Keemstone Cop movie. I mean, it's, it was an end. This is not anti-policing. This is anti. No. This is calling people out when they didn't don't do their jobs, um, and something as straightforward as saving the lives of children. There, what? What? In where? Where do you want to hide on this? Yeah, and what? It. And what? Do you think it's it's just outrageous? It's outrageous that this happened. And to, to answer your question, I think it's people are covering their asses. I think the, the magnitude of the lawsuits. I think reputations are at stake. They shouldn't be. But the lack of the lack of coordination or, or comfort to the families from the state of Texas, that the, there hasn't been a case opened up yet in the state of Texas on this. How is you know, they, they got a phrase in Texas, and I'm going to use it, all hat and no cowboy. Yep. These are, you know, I, I, a lot of tough people, people want to yell and scream about being tough guys. Well, you had 77 minutes to be a tough guy, and you didn't do it. You're great as always, especially on important topics like this. Thank you so much. Be well, and you know we'll talk to you in the next few weeks or so. Anytime. Have a good weekend. Take care. Colonel David Hunt, I'd love a reaction on everything he said, specifically, overall. There's no justification. There's none. Zero zilch. Would all of us want to run into that school knowing we could be murdered? No. But you signed up for that job. And even if you sign up for that job and never thought this was going to happen and worry that if you go into that school, your life might end, you're there. You're hearing shots fired at a school and you waited outside. And then people are covering their asses on reports. Give me a break. And do not tell me that those who are criticizing are only criticizing because They're anti-police. Do you have that element out there? Of course you do. This is, I mean, I don't know how it's not just criminal incompetence, allowing kids to die, not the initial part, because let's not take the criminal off the hook. Let's never take the criminal off the hook. 77 minutes of staying outside 
with an unlocked door with shots being fired. Outrageous is the right word. What do you want to say? Text me or call me. 651-461-9226. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Uvalde report, scathing, critical all throughout, blaming, you know, this cascading level of errors and the feeble excuses and the lack of communication. One of the lead individuals tossing the radio aside because it didn't work. How about we grab another radio? You think think that might matter at that point? Kids. Initially attacked by a vicious, deranged individual who never, ever should escape criticism, right? But then you have all these folks gathering, Dave, and waiting minute by minute by minute. Can you imagine if it's the school where the girls are there and you're standing outside and you're hearing the shots and it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, going. 60 minutes, 70. It's 77 minutes. Okay, now we'll go in. It's, it's like an awful movie, but it happened. I, I, I just, we saw the footage of so many parents trying to go in. I'm surprised that they didn't make it in that enough didn't somehow form some level organization. Because if they had just had a little bit of organization, they would have went past these individuals. And I'm sure, I have no doubt, there were many of the law enforcement there who were saying, what in the bleep are we doing? Mm -hmm. How 
have we not entered this school? But it was just a cascade of errors which caused a certain amount of kids, and nobody knows how many, to get shot and killed. When if they go in sooner, and it's very plausible, some of the officers, law enforcement, would have been shot also. I'm not trying to diminish that. But the policy in this area is clear. We all know if you've paid attention, let alone if you've lived it like Colonel Hunt and these others, post-Columbine, after what Klebold and Harris did, we're going in. Yeah. Colonel Hunt pointed that out. In a situation like this, you hear the shots, you're not waiting for chain of command, you're not waiting for the SWAT team. Your job is to go. And I've, ever since... Ever since it happened, since we saw the video of officers standing around in the hallway of the school, I I have felt for the officers and the terror. I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, going against somebody with you know the weapon he had, and if they're only armed with and, a and not knowing everything he has. yeah, they're only armed with a with a handgun. Knowing there's a very little. Not a, not a good chance you're going to make it out alive, too. Yeah. I feel for him. I absolutely do. But yep. at the end of the day, as you said, I, I put myself in the shoes of the parents. If this was happening at my daughter's school, you got to go. There's not an excuse. 651-461-9226. This texture. Let's cut to the chase. The school is mostly Hispanic. If this was a mostly white school, the response would have been different. Racism is alive and well in America. I know there are individuals who've raised that before. Um, we know racism is a part of this country. In ways, it's dramatically less. In some ways, it's seen a surge. I don't have enough proof to know, or I haven't seen any of the reporting, to determine that among the confusion, among the cascading errors, there's any proof to show they didn't go in. Because the kids were mainly Hispanic. Yeah, I don't think this, we know that all the cops there were white and not Hispanic themselves or no. have any other background. This is Texas. This wasn't like a lily white state, and this was the one Hispanic school, and so some of that white supremacy was coming out. Did, did these kids and parents face racism frequently? Without a doubt, I'm sure they did. But on that day, was was this a part of it? If you could show me somehow comments from officers, we'd shine the light on that. Or you could show other parts of their background that show that. I just haven't seen that so far. That doesn't mean we don't have racism and policing at times. But on this one, you know, I, I don't see it. Amazing that not even one individual law enforcement had the courage to enter the building. Uh, a lot of people pointed out the number of people on that police force who were Hispanic. Yes, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not seeing that at all. Um, if they were in the military, they would all be court-martialed and probably sent to Leavenworth. And you know, just the Texas part, too, last thing, that they have been all in on this and covering butts. And is this, you know, just a part of the their political belief? Because— you can be as strong as you want on policing. You can completely dismiss 
defund the police in that movement, as I have. But you also can have individuals who are incompetent. Say it all the time. And sometimes when I say it, oh, you hate police. No, absolutely, positively, unequivocally, not. Incorrect. I find that offensive that you say it. But in all our jobs, we have people who are great. We have people who are good. We have people who are average. And sometimes we have people who are awful. And there's an insidiousness to that. There were too many awful decisions made that day. That doesn't mean that that's now a broad brush to other officers. Absolutely not. 32 past one. Okay, lighter topic. When did you first determine that Jason DeRussia hated Minnesota? Because we've determined that, right? We, we are of that belief? Yes. I think, it, I think it's, he demonstrates it on a regular basis. Yeah, I can pinpoint it in my own life. I know. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear. And he's profiting from the state. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does it bug him? Does it bug him that he really is a Chicagoan and thinks the state is beneath him, but he still is making about $5 million a year off the state? When did you first determine that Jason hated Minnesota? Here he is. He's walking in right now. He's got his Cubs, Cubs hat on. <laughs> he's got his Bears shoulder pads on. And he's here. Maybe he'll come clean. Maybe it's possible this is the day he'll come clean. Is it possible? You may be the biggest idiot in Twin Cities Radio. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll Mm -hmm. pause on that note. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. You can't, you can't lose that one. That's very nice. Got to yeah. keep that one. You yeah. do a great job with that, I think. Oh, thank you. You know, underrated, your opens. Very thank nice. Very much. Yeah. Well, hell, uh, Carter today had a segment, overhyped. What's overhyped? <laughs> Carter's out of ideas. Out of ideas? I think he is. He had a good run, and it's over. Was it really that good of a run? No. No. <laughs> no. Overhyped. Over exactly the run. The, <laughs> the fact that you classified it as a good run. Overhyped. Overhyped. I actually rescind my exactly. earlier statement. Exactly. He had a pretty average run. Yeah. Go back to the newsroom, is that what you're saying? I would never say that, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would we take him back on this show, Dave? Or we we've probably moved on, right? I've certainly moved on. I've I feel moved like on. I've stolen his spot. Yeah. You don't want to give up any airtime, no, do you? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. How are you today? I'm great. I understand I've been the subject of attack on this program, which, as you know, as long as people are talking about me, I don't That's really fine. care what they're saying. Well, it's great. Uh, <laughs> we've determined that uh, you really wish you were in Chicago. Based on? Uh, the things you tell us off here. Okay. Uh, when, you all, when you say, man, well, I hate this state, but I love bleeding it dry. There's some great... News talk and news stations in Chicago. Which one would you go I'm to? I'm available. GN? Is that where you go first? As a kid, I dreamed of working at WGN. Yeah. It's true. It's the flamethrower, man. It's. Yeah. The, it, I don't know if it still is the talk station in Chicago. Is it? 
Well, our sister station, the WBBM, yeah. which is a straight news station. You don't want to go there. You're just a rip no. and read guy then. No. Unless they want like a late night, like a nighttime talk show, maybe. Nah. Well, now, WGN Morning Drive. Let's go. Yeah. Who's on? Who's even working there? John Williams still is, right? Can you go to the WGN? I know John's still there. Yeah. John is there. He's worked almost every shift. Now, you don't want to do night talk like Carter did. Carter suggested his, at one point, the 6 o'clock show, if he took over, he called night talk. And I had to remind him for seven months of the year, two-thirds of your show is light out. <laughs> yeah. You really can't it's true. be. It's true. I feel like your Navy, your show yeah. couldn't be night talk, no. like three to six. No. no. You know, did we find out when John is on? Is he on right now? John is on right now. You got 10 a.m. to noon is John Williams. Noon to one is the Wind Trust Business Lunch with John Williams. Mm. And then more John Williams, just regular style, back in one to two. That's wow. a long shift. 10 to two, baby. John's got a lot of bits, though, that he can just recycle yeah. over the last oh, yeah. 30 years of radio, right? Here, here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. He's <laughs> I, got that one. If I was king. I'm still working this stuff out. Like, I need a, I need more material if I'm going to host for Again, four hours. The, 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 the fine question. We, we question. actually we had a little meeting today talking about a way we can execute a good question. Will I get credit for that? I mean, I've pushed it for a while. No. No. Okay. That seems fair. Sure. Um, I, are you okay? This bandaid thing? Well, the bandaid's off. Okay. I did have a bit of a procedure yesterday. Right. Right. And I think much like now that we know every medical procedure that anyone in the Royal family is having, I think we should bring that here to Minnesota's Royal family, which I believe is you and me. We're, like, to just we are the royal family? I, I believe yeah. that, yes. Well, we debate. okay, we debated this off air yesterday. The, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, yep. was, a, was a fairly, I don't want to, regular, I mean, three, four times a year the Queen would join us. She's a contributor to the show. Right. She's left us now, but we still have a pipeline to her. From the great beyond. Yeah, from the great We nice. debated if we could have the queen on today talking about the medical ailments of Kate. Well, what is Kate's ailment? Because Abdomen. Uh, and some sort of abdomen the issue. The king. Prostate. Enlarged. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a lot enlarging <laughs> at that point of your life. We were, we were talking about this last night. Sack of a word to use <laughs> in that general region. Yeah. Yeah. Most of that general region, a guy here is bigger. Thank you. Right? Can you... Not the prostate. Can you imagine, though, like, the the royal family sends out a news release, and the start of this news release is like, like hundreds of thousands of other men, like, trying to soften the fact that, like, hey... King's got an enlarged prostate. Yeah. You're like, that is very personal. But then here I am talking about getting my epidermal nevus shaved off, that's carved right that's off my head. That's what it's called? Epidermal nevus. Okay, did you notice this, like, brushing your hair? Yeah. Just ru- yeah. It felt, I just thought it was like, at first I just thought it was like maybe a pimple or something. Yeah, you know? right. Those can hurt. And, yes. And, but it was there for two months. So I was like, yeah. Oh. Better get it checked out. And that's what they told me. I wrote it down so I remember. 
epidermal nevus. Okay, so do you know it's nothing now? Or no, like they they're they'll test it, but they said there's it's superficial. It does not appear to be anything. If it turns out to be, what if I have like basal cell, some sort of cancer? Well, if this is it, if this is it for you, and and you mm. and you leave us, right? How much of the one thirty segment following your demise do we have to devote to you? Hmm. Well, I've only worked here at the radio station for a year and a half, so I don't think I deserve that yeah, much attention. Yeah, but I don't care about that. But you've been a Thursday or Wednesday oh, fixture yeah. on the. You're the first Probably fifteen years I've been on. You the show are the right. first regular on the show. Thank you. Fifteen years. That's why. I moved a meeting today so I could be here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because um, we were we talked about it. We thought do maybe. We have, a, have you saved a lot of audio so you could bring back some no, of the hits? No. We oh. thought maybe 153 to 157. That's fair. Yeah. Right? We. I mean, is that enough? I mean, I think I would start it at 135. <laughs> well, no. Sort of depends what 139 yeah. when you'd normally get to them. <laughs> But then, yeah, we'd break early around forty three, forty four, and that'd be. Do a- you ever? Do you ever think, like, when you get on a plane, like, all right, if this thing crashes, like, is my mention of my demise no. going to be? No, that's only like, you. Am I going to be? That's on, you. Like, I mean, after the jump, or will mm-hmm. I be on the front no. page? No. If they said, to "Am me, I the biggest name on this plane?" If this thing goes down, if they said to me, "Which one of your I, approximately seven hundred fifty million friends?" Would first think, how prominently I mention <laughs> if this plane goes down, yeah. you would be number one on the list. I've considered it. Yeah. I'm just saying. And maybe you're being I honest. About. I am being honest. So you would like it to say, I'm not going to say the airlines because we're bankrupt. We don't have any money. So this flight goes down. Yeah. Jason to Russia and others perished. Among those on board. Radio's Jason DeRosa. Oh, I, I thought you'd want to be in the headline. I don't know that I need to Jason be Jason DeRosa and like 140. <laughs> subhead, though. Like, I don't a expect to be in the headline, but the subhead. I yeah. think the other people would be in the subhead. Jason DeRosa dies in plane crash. <laughs> also, 140 people <laughs> yeah, perish as well. Exactly. That's, that's pretty much how Jason But, like, you it. look around and you're like, what if, like, oh, also on this flight was like, I don't know. Uh, uh, Kanye West. Kanye West. Cisco. What if Cisco, <laughs> Cisco. thong song Your neighbor. singer, fellow former, I think he moved out of Maple Grove, oh. yeah. Cisco, uh, who gets more prominent placement? Cisco, I think Cisco would. Minnesota, you've got the other 49 states. It's Cisco. Oh, yeah. I would, I would expect nowhere else. I mean, it sounds like you're almost surveying the plane and willing to leave if there's really a big celebrity <laughs> on there. Well, there's a list with Banks. I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm out. Uh, where is the worst place to end up on a plane? Where is the worst place to end up? This individual may have faced it. I'll tell you about that. Jason's with us. He'll take you home. Drive time. We also have to talk about his newsletter. He's trying to conquer the world. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Oh, God, I love this song. This is it. We had it on VHS as a kid. I is th- this the greatest Team celebration song. Super Bowl shuffle. Walter. Oh, yeah, here's Walter. Mm. We get McMahon here soon, don't we? I think it takes a minute to get to Jimmy. Does it get to Tewa? Mongo. Do we get to Mongo? (laughs) I I can name 
I think I can name the whole defense. They were an amazing team. They were. Uh, there is a photo from the Super Bowl of me and my brother. My brother wearing a helmet <laughs> and a Jim McMahon like oh headband. fire Roselle headband. Right, he had all the headbands. That was so good. And I'm like all geared up. My brother, I think, was wearing like football pants and pads <laughs> to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, just. It was such a great oh. season, and Refrigerator Perry, and the characters on that team were so fun. Ditka, Buddy, uh, um, all of them. My As- mom made nachos with, like, Velveeta in mm. one of those white, like, porcelain kind of, <laughs> you know, with, like, the flowers. You can picture this pan. I think they get the, that spoon and stable now. They go 15 and 1. The Dolphins beat them. Mm. And then, to be honest, you could almost say they underachieved because they were so good. So dominant. They're going to win like five of them. They never won again. There were some amazing teams, NFC, then. I mean, the Giants were invincible. You had Walsh, you had the Redskins. But that, the Super Bowl shuffle. Which came out, would it come out like November, December? I mean, they put it out yeah, early. It was, it was out before the playoff. Right? Oh, yeah. Minnesota. I wonder what, like, I don't really know the story behind it. It would be interesting. <clears throat> I'm yeah. sure someone's written it, but like yeah. the oral history of how that came to be. Have we had a recent one in sports history? Like, you would think they'd be, right now, with TikTok and yeah. Snapchat and Facebook and X. That it could just take off. Right. You, you need to have the characters. You need to have the buy-in for it really to take off. But you think a lot of teams would try. I mean, if we had a Minnesota one. I mean, we had the Berenger Boogie. It's the only one I could think of. Now, the Berenger Boogie after they won in 87 where Juan's got the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Juan was a character. But, it, like, among the essential players on the team, he was probably 18th. You know, it wasn't like Puck. And Herbeck and those guys. A passenger who was trapped in an airplane bathroom. Airplane bathroom for the entire flight. And gets a note from the attendant. Sir, we tried our best. A one-hour and 45-minute flight from Mumbai to Bangalore. Let's just go with that. It probably just butchered it completely, <laughs> yeah. but let's go with it. Now, I'm slightly claustrophobic. Right. I think I'd be okay with that because I do sometimes wonder those bathrooms. How do people who are a little bit bigger? Right. How do they honestly get in and out of those bathrooms? It is like a major sort of contortionist yes. to get in there, right? Oh, if you're taller, you weigh a little bit more. How would you hold up hour and 45 in the the toilet the whole flight? Probably beats like being in the middle seat back in coach where I usually sit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really where you sit. Give me a break. Where do you think I sit? First class, baby. There, There's some data with Delta on their, like, Delta, whatever the lowest, like, Delta Airlines bus ticket, whatever that level of uh, ticket is. That's where is. you're going? Yeah. My wife texted me the last trip we took, and she's like, are you going to give me a hard time if I buy this, you know, bus, Delta bus uh, ticket? I'm like, I think we have enough money. You could buy the, you know, one notch up the ticket. What that maybe like if, you know, 
I think what you do is you buy a first-class seat for yourself, and then you put a list of no. boys. What I like to there. do is sit and coach, document it, tell everyone what a man of the people I am. Yes, yes. That's how it goes. Okay, we got a minute. Yep. Newsletter. Tell people about the newsletter. Well, I just wanted to make one place where you could, like, get links to some of the good interviews we do on the show, some of the DeRussia Eats podcast, but also some of the stuff I'm writing for Minnesota Monthly and other yeah. things. So it's free. It's not like what all these people with their sub stacks that you got to pay five bucks a month for. It's just like a convenient way to get all you, all you want of me in one newsletter. So you can uh, click the link. at uh, It's on all my social media, so Facebook, yeah. Instagram. When will it debut? Uh, tomorrow we'll launch the first one. Okay. And then the goal is just to send it out every Friday. Like, so something you have over the weekend. I like it. A couple restaurant recommendations, recipe, wine, news, whatever. Why not? Favorite bits from your show. Thank you. I an always I'll, recurring segment. I'll uh, I'll take, that probably would be the Thursday 135 segment I'm getting. <laughs> Jim Pete, <laughs> next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.